At Central Baptist, I'm considered the sheriff. I'm Sheriff Andy. We've got deputy <clears throat> uh, to speak to us tonight, okay? All right. No, Paul, uh, Paul is uh, certified through the state attorney uh, general's office uh, by Ashley Moody's office as the crime prevention practitioner. Uh, and believe me, uh, some of the things that he's given you tonight will be things that you're not aware of. And there are things that uh, you just need to take note of and, and think about your own children, your own grandchildren, and how it affects not just them, but our community and our country. And so please listen closely as Paul Bloom comes to speak to us now. I work for a sheriff and now another one here I found out, I guess. Well, thank you for coming out tonight, and uh, even though you knew it was me speaking, <laughs> so I appreciate it. Uh, I am far from a preacher. I'll just go ahead and dispel that myth right now. I'm a teacher. I do this uh, in my day job. I'm out teaching and uh, do the crime prevention and, and public relations for the sheriff's office, and, uh, of course, spent time in, in, in patrol and such at the sheriff's office as well. So uh, the topic we're going to talk about tonight is something pretty near and dear to me, and it's uh, Something that's coming up more and more. I'm, I'm getting more and more phone calls. Hey, can you come talk to my school? Can you come talk to these kids? And uh, at the last one, I, I got asked to, um, about a month or so ago, to come out and talk to about 20, 30 parents. And I got there, and there was about 300 parents that had shown up at this thing because everybody was wanting to know. Um, talking about uh, Satan's bid for your children. Um, let me grab my little clicker here. So some of this is going to be a PowerPoint. I know this is, this is a teaching night. And... Uh, it's kind of what I'm used to, I guess, is teaching. But I want you to get something out of this that you can take. You may not be a parent. You may not, your children may be grown and gone, but you may have grandchildren. Um, this, is a, this is something applicable to all of us, that you're gonna, some of the stuff you're going to hear tonight. And we'll throw out a disclaimer. Uh, there will be some, uh, some violence. You have children in here. There's some shooting violence that's uh, depicted in this. And uh, so if you have a, an issue with your children seeing that, you know, certainly by all means, uh, you want to take them to one of the, the programs in the back, that's, that's great. Just, but I want to put that disclaimer out initially. This is, you are getting the G to PG version of this presentation. There's a, a lot more that can be said. The church is not the place to do that. But, um, but there's just, I want you to know that there's a whole lot more uh, out there. Now, I start by saying a lion is hungry every single day. There's not a day that a lion wakes up and says, you know what, I'm not hungry today. Every day he's hungry. And... You know, when I growing up, I used to love watching these shows on TV and uh, Marlon Perkins and all them guys, you know, flying around that little helicopter chasing the animals. Um, but the lions will chase out these big herds of, of whatever, wildebeest or zebras. They're not always going after the biggest, strongest, baddest wildebeest. What are they after? They're after the youngest, the weakest, the most susceptible. And when we think of that in, in, in terms of, of us, human beings, who is that? Well, that's our children uh, many times. They're the most impressionable. Um, the kids are targeted first by these lions. You know, that's, that's their first target. It's the easiest prey. And nothing has changed. It's, a, it's true with the devil. The devil is he's wiser than you, and he's wiser than me. He's, he's more powerful than you and me. Um, we have to keep that in mind. <clears throat> Tonight I brought a, a compass with me. This is a, it's probably about 100 years old. It's a, one that my grandfather gave me. He got this compass off of a German soldier in World War II um, at the Battle of the Bulge. He's... Grandpa's him and his partner are tucked down into a foxhole and freezing to death, and 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 he's he's up. His partner's asleep. He's awake, and along comes a German soldier. Soldier comes walking through the snow, uh, a German scout, walking towards their position. He doesn't want to shoot him. Doesn't want to draw attention to himself. The guy walks almost right up on him, and Grandpa jumped up out of the foxhole, scared this poor guy to death. I'm sure he woke up with nightmares for the rest of his life after this. But jumps up, captures this German soldier. And uh, hold them at gunpoint the next day till the, they come by and to collect all the prisoners of war. Um, well, this compass is, is a compass that he took off him. Obviously, this guy was not using it. The German soldier was not using the compass. And that's a whole other lesson that we can talk about. Um, but he was lost, and, and he got captured. But uh, Grandpa said, you know, this, this guy I captured was probably about 16 years old. And you've heard of the Hitler youth. Uh, Adolf Hitler, was, uh, he was wise in a very evil way. He uh, was able to compel these impressionable youth to follow him. He was able to compel the country and, and let them know that it was okay to kill, kill six million Jews, just ruthless and barbaric 
ways that they did that too. Um, but he was wise. He went after the children. Um, I think this man was definitely directly influenced by the devil uh, himself. He, he, he used those tactics. The devil hasn't changed his tactics at all. They're still the same. He's going after the weak, the most impressionable, uh, those most vulnerable. And, uh, and what are we doing? I think back, uh, you know, my grandfather being on watch. And when I went to the Army, I, I'd, I'd been in the Army three days. And uh, I didn't, you know, my dad had not been injured. I, I didn't have this knowledge of, of, hey, here's what to expect. I just went in there. I didn't even have the Internet to kind of Google it. I just had to go in there and kind of, I had washed a bunch of Gomer Pyle and some, I don't know. That's all I had to go off of. <clears throat> so I've been there three days, and if anybody's here been in the military, you know what Firewatch is. Raise your hand. Yes, I see some heads and nods. Hand. Firewatch. So hundreds of years ago, they put soldiers on Firewatch because uh, I guess we used candles, and you kept warm by a flame. Somebody had to be up make sure nothing caught on fire and, and burned up everybody that was asleep. So I got put on Firewatch one night, and I had been there three days, like I said. I, and I, I thought, this is the craziest thing in the world. Here I am. I'm tired. I got woke up. I'd been to bed at 8 a.m., 8 p.m. Got woke up at 10. I had to work from 10 till midnight. That was my fire watch, and then I'd wake up the next guy. So I walk outside. I'm standing outside on this little four-foot square piece of concrete, and I'm contemplating the decisions of my life at that time. And I'm, you know, what have I done? I'm thinking about my mom's sweet tea, all these things that I'm not going to have again. I hadn't heard my first name in, in, since I got there. Everybody, it's last names only. And uh, I'm just standing there thinking about things, and I had learned a few things about the Army up until then. I'd learned that the drill sergeants were those Smokey the Bear hats. You know what I'm talking about, those round browns, we call them Smokey the Bear hats. And I could recognize a drill sergeant, because I had watched Gomer Powell, and, uh, <laughs> and so I knew what a drill sergeant was and what he was there to do. And so I'm standing out there at night on fire watch, and the Army, they didn't like a lot of the things that I had. I got there, they didn't like our hair. They took all that off. And they didn't like my clothes, and I thought they were good clothes, but they didn't like it. They gave me their own clothes. And so some of those clothes they gave me were these, these pants that were issued. And the Army made the best pockets in a pants. I mean, these pockets are big. You can fit your hands in there, you know, some gloves, extra set of keys, some leftover lunch. I mean, they're just nice pockets. And so I'm standing there with my hands in my pocket on fire watch. And those of you that know, been in the military, you know the hands in the pockets was a bad thing. I was still learning. I was been there three days. I didn't know this. And I'm thinking, why in the world am I out here on fire watch? We're, we're in a brand new building. There's, it's concrete. There's sprinkler systems. Um, you know, if hair is flammable, there's no hair in there because we're all bald-headed. And I, I don't know why I'm out there. And I see this guy walking across about 40 yards away. And, and I looked, and, and it's dark outside. And he says, hey, you better get your hands out of your pockets. And so the next thing out of my mouth was some words that I live to regret. Um, I'm standing there mad, and I said, hey, you worry about yourself. And because uh, I thought this is just another troop like me. This is another private first class, whoever. And this man broke a land speed record because in about a half a second, he was right here. And, and that was the one and the only time in my life I'd ever had another man an inch away from my face and, and yelling at me. We're eye to eye. And I looked down at his uniform, and it said, drill sergeant. If you know what that patch is, you've been in the Army, you know that patch I'm talking about. He was a drill sergeant. And he had a regular hat on like me. He didn't have that round. It was a mean trick. And I said, what? You know, I'm trying to explain to him, hey, I thought you were another troop. He's telling me to shut up. And, uh, and I did a bunch of push-ups and everything else. But then he took the time to explain to me. He said, look here, troop. And he said, here's what you're doing. You're responsible for all these other guys behind you asleep in these barracks. And he went on to explain the importance of this fire watch, of being on watch, of being on guard. He said, it's in your hands. Their life right now is in your hands. Um, your general orders. The Army has, military had general orders, you had to learn them. We had to yell them to the top of our lungs sometimes before we went into the chow hall, before they allowed us to eat that food, food. And uh, <laughs> we had to learn it. first general order, very first one. I will not, you know, it's, it's talking about your post. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will not, uh, so I will guard everything within the limits of my post, and I'll only quit my post when I'm properly relieved. And so it, that was the first general order. And he explained that to me. This is very, very important for you. I was just a, a private E1, nothing, and, but this was my job that I had that night. And I think back to my grandfather freezing there in the Ardennes Forest at, at, at the Battle of the Bulge. If he had been asleep, that little 16-year-old kid would have killed him, and he was not on watch, uh, if he had not been on watch, not been alert. Matthew 24:43. if you want to turn over there. This, the context of this verse in Matthew is Jesus talking. It's, it's written in red in my Bible, and, he, and, and he's talking about the... Uh, 
the second coming of Christ, being ready for, for Christ's return. I think we can also draw an application here in what we're talking about and being on watch. Uh, if you got that there. It says, but know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. It had he been watching. And isn't that true? A thief doesn't call ahead. In, in my line of work, we've learned that. They don't call it. They sneak in. They break into your car. They break into your house uh, when you're not there, when you're not ready. Um, but he said if he had known at what time he would have come, what watch, he'd have been ready. If you're going to break into my house when I'm there, there's gonna, I'm going to make it worth your while. There's going to be a fight, you know, and I think your house too. Now, if you call ahead and tell me, hey, I'm going to come and break into your house at such and such a time, hey, it's going to be the Alamo. I'm shooting out the windows. The wife's shooting out. The kids are reloading guns. It's, it's going to be the Alamo, praise God. But they don't call ahead. They don't do that. They don't tell you, hey, we're coming to break into your house. Um, but the penalty in the Army, if you leave your post during a time of war, the penalty can be death. You can die. You can, they can kill you for that because it's, it's that, that important. And, uh, and why is it that important? Well, the Army, we trained for war. We didn't tra- train for Friday night's basketball game. We didn't train for the next baseball game. We trained for war. And it, it was combat, and it was very serious. And right now, you need to know a war is happening. There is absolutely a war happening. And Ephesians six twelve speaks to that. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And you let your mind wander into that verse. And I do. I think the rulers of darkness of this world, I think that's, that's just evil sounding. I mean, just... Terrible. And like I said, the devil is more powerful than you. He's more powerful than me. Evil is more powerful than us. Um, but praise God, we serve a God that is more powerful than all of that. Uh, I have a God that, that used a, a simple shepherd boy to, to whoop a giant one time. And that's that same God. But the powers of darkness of this world, the rulers of darkness, that's what we're up against. And the Bible's telling us that. We're wrestling. If it's flesh and blood, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. If it's just man versus man, you might be able to train and beat that. That might, you might be able to, to, to win. Uh, but this is not. This is uh, principalities and powers. That's who we're fighting. Move ahead. I got a lot of scripture in here. You don't have to turn there. Just, just follow along. 2 Timothy 3.13, it says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. They're being deceived themselves. Um, you don't have to be in my job, my line of business. I, every morning my job, I, I read all the reports from the day before, what happened, what didn't happen. And I see all the evil that happened. Um, we have some folks that, that, that go to attend church here that are also in law enforcement. They see it every day. And, but you don't have to be in that line of work to know this. Um, all you've got to do is turn TV on one time. All you've got to do is listen out. Uh, you, you see it all happening. Um, we don't have less law enforcement now than we did 10 years ago. We, we need more. A um, few names here. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. That's the Columbine shooters. Uh, the Virginia Tech shooter, Sing, Sing Cho, uh, Jared Lofner, is a guy in Arizona, uh, Anders Baring, is a guy in Norway, killed like 77 people, um, James Holmes uh, is from Aurora, and Adam Lanza, Sandy Hook shooter, um, just, a, just named a few shooters, what we call active shooters, we train for active shooters, and, and that's a big topic nowadays, um, even in churches. Um, these guys had, a, had something in common, and, uh, and I read a Forbes article, Forbes magazine, that talked about these guys and talked about uh, video games. These guys had one thing in common. They, they were addicted, admittedly, addicted to video games. You think, well, and, and I think on simple terms. Uh, I, you know, this, this article delved into it saying, well, a lot of people are, are maybe addicted to video games. Maybe a lot of people play video games. A lot of kids do it. Um, maybe these guys just had a mental illness, and that word is ter- thrown around very loosely in our society today. Uh, it's just a mental illness. Um, no, sometimes it's a sin problem. Sometimes it's a, it's a heart problem. Sometimes it's, a, it's issues that have come up because these children were brought up in families. One of the other common threads, there's families where there's not a dad. There's maybe not even a parent. Parents are, are absent. They're in jail. They're on drugs. They're alcoholics. They're abusive, whatever the, the case is. Um, now, there's some good stories where people that have come out of those situations and done great things in their lives for God. But these guys had that in common. And... This article in Forbes magazine said, well, we can't draw that conclusion and say, well, these video games are causing this. Well, you think back before video games. You know, what, what, what was there? Um, we didn't have these kind of things. You didn't hear about school shootings, these mass shootings of kids killing kids. Uh, that was just not happening. 
you hear it now. Um, you're kind of just watching the news, waiting to hear the next one nowadays. Um, so me being, being simple, and I see this, okay, they all had that in common, and they all did this in common. I don't know. I draw my own conclusions there. But I think men are, are, are deceiving themselves. This world deceives themselves. The Bible tells us they're going to do that. Um, evil men wax uh, worse and worse. There's more and more of them. They become deceived and, and deceiving and being deceived. So there's threats to, you, to your family. And just like there's threats being on a battlefield, there's a threat to your family. You're in a battle. Spiritual warfare is happening all around us. Whether we choose to look at that or we choose to bury our head in the sand, it's happening all around you. Uh, I guarantee you 100%. So where are the threats coming from? Internet, social media, phone apps, video games. Um, these are some of the, the common threats. And, and we, a lot of these things we know. We know, yeah, the Internet can be dangerous. Um, and I know there's debate over guns. People like guns. Some people think guns cause all the problems. So we'll say knives, for instance. You can use a knife for good. You can use a knife for evil. You can use a knife. A surgeon can use a knife skillfully, save somebody's life. Um, I can use it to cut up a lime to put in my sweet tea, and uh, that's a really good use. Um, but a knife can be used for, for evil. Uh, a few weeks ago, two of our deputies were attacked by a man with a knife trying to kill them. They can be used for evil. And we know these things are there. We know they're threats. They can be used as threats. But all these things can be used for good as well. Uh, it's how they're used. So let's talk about the Internet. What, what, um, one of the things, it's access to all the world's knowledge. Everything's out there, uh, the good or bad. It's right in the palm of your hand. You know, with a smartphone, I can Google anything. And I teach people in my classes, hey, you're getting that phone call that says you have a warrant from the IRS or whoever, and, you know, I tell them to verify. You can verify everything with your phone right now. I can call the IRS. I can call whoever and verify it. It's a very powerful tool, the Internet. Um, but it's, it's, it's total access, all the world's knowledge. More knowledge than people a couple of generations ago would have. We can find out more in a day. They can find out in an entire lifetime. Um, Imagine everything you don't want a child to see just behind a closed door. Everything, everything evil, we say, is on the other side of that door. And now imagine that door is unlocked. It's, it's not locked. A kid can get into it. Everything in the world that you would, you would try to fight to hide and keep your kids from is just over there. But that door is unlocked. The Internet is out there. It, it's not going away, I'll tell you that. Um, it's it's going to keep on growing. Um, I put a picture up here. There's some kid with some candy. Uh, if we went back here in the nursery right now and I spilled, like, I'm talking old, the, the kind of can, candy my grandma had, that old hard candy that you could, it could choke a donkey if you didn't eat it right. You know, it, it's, it's hard. And uh, if I went back there and poured a bunch out on the ground in the nursery right now, all these little crawling around babies, um, what would happen? Yeah, some colorful candy hits the ground. They look like a bunch of baby new hatch sea turtles heading to the ocean. They're all crawling, trying to get there to it, and, and they're going to go after that candy. I can't fault them for, for that. You know, that's just what they're going to do. Um, we know that's what they're going to do. You put a toy down on the ground. What do you expect the child to do? To crawl towards that toy and play with it and, and not cry as much as he was. Um, that's what's happening. Uh, you know, we, we, we fool ourselves if we say, hey, it's not my child. My child wouldn't crawl towards that candy. My child knows he's not allowed to eat candy. My child knows if I tell him to have candy, then he can have it. No. Your child is like every child in this world, like me, like you. We have a sin nature. We're born with it. We can't, we can't not uh, deny that. We, can, we can't deny that. We have that sin nature. We can't uh, say we don't. Um, I'm going to play a video real quick here, if I can, Mr. Hopper. Um, this is a, just from an operation that we did at the sheriff's office here recently, um, targeting online Internet chat, chat, game room, uh, chat rooms, online gaming, um, Hope we can get it to play. Let's see. Yes. So no volume here. So what's happening in this video? We had some undercover detectives posing as 13, 14-year-old children. And we got out there about 3.30 in the afternoon when kids get out of school. We hit the Internet. On the Internet. These guys are chatting. And we're finding people like this. This is in a day's uh, one day. This is not a months-long operation like some of our drug operations. This is a day. Uh, these guys are showing up. This is in Marion County. This is a surprise party here. He thought he was showing up to meet a child. And some undercover detectives found him. Um, they met him before he could find that child. This is not happening in Miami, Tampa, Orlando, somewhere far away from here. This is, this is Marion County, and this is a one-day operation that we were doing. We did, ended up doing it for a few more days and ended up getting a whole lot more people. This guy thought he was on his way to meet a 14-year-old girl. This guy here, he was headed here to Marion County to meet a 14-year-old boy, I believe, and uh, he was arrested. These people, we just got on there real quick, talked to them, 
and they're showing up. They're showing up and they're showing up. And uh, one of them, uh, older guy, he thought he was coming to meet a, a completely disabled girl and he was uh, going to pay some money to be able to take this girl with him and to this person. And he showed up. And, and the scary thing about that is somewhere this is happening for real because these guys are willing to do that. Uh, and, and they're, uh, it, it's quick. It just happened in a minute. Um, these guys also, uh, one of them showed up with a sleeping bag, duct tape, and a shovel. You tell me what you think was going to happen with that. Um, where was that child going? And that was the one, that was a disabled child that he was paying money to take, to keep. Um, this is another guy, he got a surprise party when he showed up at the convenience store. He's going to show up and buy some alcohol for this child before he, he got there. Um, it's real. And let me move forward. Uh, they were arrested. We ended up, they got seven that day. I think we ended up getting like 21 or so people. And we could have kept on going. We could do that every single day of the week and uh, catch them. Um, some other threats. Social media. Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, Instagram. You see, you recognize some of those little app things. Um, the most dangerous person on Twitter is not the president, although he's, I would not want to be his public information person. Uh, that's social media. What does social media mean? This is a, it may be hard to see, but that's a 12-year study uh, up through 2018, just through 2018. 12-year of the usage. And down at the bottom is a 5%. 5% of Americans were using social media back in 06. And uh, now, well, in 2018, it was almost at 80% of people using social media. Which way do you think that, that was headed? Hey, if that's a stock, you should have bought some two years ago, three years ago, because it's, it's going out direction. It's not, it's not coming back down. Social media is not going away. It's not going down. It's just going to increase and grow. Um, it, it's, that's all it is. We used to get our news right here. We were stopping at 6 p.m., watch the news. Uh, a few times, I was the remote control. We had to get up there and do this. I had to move the antenna. Yeah. Uh, some of y'all know that. We tried all kinds of things. Aluminum foil, glasses of water, um, <laughs> holding your arm out real funny. People don't get their news there anymore. Where does the world get their news? Right here, social media many times. And, and it's kind of, is the news kind of swayed? Yes, I deal with the media every day, and I'll tell you, they sway it to their, what they want, it, want you to hear. I promise you that. Um, are you going to hear everything that's happening out there? Not a bit. Nope. They, they sell the... I always say if it bleeds, it leads. That's a lead story. If it's something fantastic and, and you can't believe it, that's what's going to be on the news. So you're not going to hear everything that's happening. Are they going to talk about children being uh, pulled into the, the, you know, the, these chat rooms and, and you know, kind of groomed by these uh, child predators? No, they're not going to talk about that. Some of the apps. These are apps that show up on a smartphone. And these are, some of y'all may recognize some of these. That, that first yellow one, that's, a, that's called Snapchat. Well, Snapchat. Snapchat, you can... Uh, it was developed by people uh, that wanted to be able to, to delete any messages. So if you, if you text somebody, your message is still there and it can still show up. If you have Snapchat, you can take a picture. It disappears in just a, few, in just a minute. If you have a, a message you send somebody, you have a picture they send you or a picture you send them, it just disappears. And nobody will be the wiser that, that somebody is, is doing this talking. Uh, the one beside it called Whisper, Whisper app. Well, that one is you can go on there and talk to anonymous people uh, and ask them, tell them any kind of thing, and they can tell you any kind of thing, and, you, and it's supposed to be anonymous. But what happens is some of these predators go on there, and they try to engage in conversation. Um, is, is the mind of a 35-year-old predator a little sharper than that of a 13-year-old girl? Probably so. And can they trick them and fool them into, into keeping up a conversation, telling them that, hey, I'm a 16-year-old boy, and, and I'm, I'm trying to connect with you? Um, yes, happens all the time. That's a whisper app. Uh, Yik Yak, another one, it's a, a chatting app. These, these, these things these guys prey on. Kick is another one, another chat uh, kind of app where people can talk to each other anonymous, and, and you, it, it, just, it just leads to so much. Um, vines, little videos, people can send you videos. And understand, these, the content in here is not controlled. There's not a monitor saying, oh, that's, that's too risque, you can't put that up here. It's wide open. You know, the most evil person can post something up there, and the most righteous person can post something up there. It's not monitored. Ask FM, another one. You can go on there and, and ask any kind of question. So they try to get reach these young kids and go on there and they have some kind of question of a sexual nature. They can ask that uh, you know, anonymously, and somebody's going to answer that. Usually the person answering that is, is not an educator. It's not some counselor or psychologist. This is just some dirty bird, I call them, that is out there trying to prey on these kids. That's who's, who's replying. Um, ask FM. 
many hide apps. These hide apps, you can hide stuff. Because uh, kids, what do kids do? Um, you know, years ago, you had something you weren't supposed to have. You could hide it in your room, put it under your mattress, do something like that. Now you can hide it in apps, you know, photos you don't want to share. Um, it, that's how you, how you get away with it. Um, there's what they call vault apps. Uh, let me click on that. So vault apps, they can look like a calculator on your, on your cell phone. Looks like a calculator app. But you punch in a little code, and that opens it up where you can hide all your pictures, your photos, your, your videos, um, anything you want to hide in there, you can put it right in there. And so if mom or dad picks up the phone, it looks just, oh, it's a calculator. It looks, looks harmless. I'm glad my kid's using a calculator. Um, but it's not that. Uh, it, it's, it's a hide app, and you can hide stuff in there. Let's go to the next one here. Not. All right. Go back. There it is. All right. So this is, Snapchat has this, several apps have this feature, um, a locate feature. Sounds neat. You know, a bunch of 13-year-old girls, hey, we're going to meet up at the mall. We're over here at the food court. Ta-da! Put my, put my little thing there. I'm chatting back and forth on Snapchat. You can see where I'm at. I can see where you're at. And now we can all meet up. And, and that's how it's marketed. That's how it's marketed to kids and, and to people. Um, I, I can tell you else who, who else is right there, who else is right there on those apps looking uh, for locations, um, is, the, is the people that want to find your child. And uh, you predators, hey, I, I can pose as a 16-year-old boy. A bunch of 13-year-old girls are meeting up at the mall. Their stuff's wide open. I can see their, their photos. You don't even have to put a photo of yourself on there. You can do, if you can, if you can see that, you can see these like little cartoon characters. It's not even a real photo of somebody. So I can make a cartoon character of myself as a 16-year-old kid, 17-year-old boy, and I'm talking to these 13-year-old girls, telling them, hey, I'd love to meet up with you guys. Where can we meet up and, and, uh, and have some fun? Yeah, that's, that's a, uh, it's part of it. You can turn those location services off on a, on a cell phone. Um, go on there and do that for your child if, you, if they have a smartphone. Turn that off. You can turn it off on the app. You can turn it off on the phone itself. And let me try to go to the next one. I don't know, Dr. Hoppers. Not clicking through. There we go. That's another one. I can request a location. So you can see in this Snapchat, hey, find a location. Um, you want to request Anna's location? Yeah, sure. I'd like to request her location. She can tell me where she's at. I can come talk to her, and she can find out, hey, what are you? I'm going to be here in a, in a yellow shirt. Okay, me too. I'm gonna, I'll wear a yellow shirt too when we'll meet. And now I know who she I'm the, I'm the child predator. Uh, I know who she is, and I can find her easily. Um, what does that lead to? It leads to what's going on in our kind of epidemic in our country right now, this human trafficking. You think, how does somebody even get into that? Um, I can tell you these guys are human trafficking. They don't walk up in the church and recruit kids. That's not where they're at. They're out there online. They're on social media. They're on the Internet trying to get your child. Um, many children come from homes where they're not cared for. They're not watched over. The, you know, the, the person that's supposed to be out there on fire watch is absent. They're not there, and the enemy's sneaking in. Again, a lion is hungry every single day, and these predators are hungry every single day. Um, that says it's a, it's a $99 billion a year business. That number's gone up since, since this slide. Um, you think anybody that's got a $99 billion a year business is going to go out of business anytime soon? They don't want to. It's, it's big business. And... Uh, you know, we in law enforcement, we see it happen all the time. We're getting ready to do a training class for some of our local nurses and, and hospitals to be able to recognize these victims because they get them in, uh, they get them hooked on drugs, and they get them living in fear. And they're not going to come out and tell you that they're a human trafficking victim, that they're being sold as prostitutes all over the, all over the state. They're not going to tell you that. Um, so, but it's happening. And, and there's some, some uh, heartbreaking, sad stories out there uh, of these people that their lives are just, just completely damaged because they, they got pulled into it. They weren't watched over at home, and they need attention. If you know anything about children, they need attention. Those of you that raise kids, if you, if you have a bunch of little kids and, and they, they're in the other room playing and they get quiet, what do you do? <laughs> you better get up and go see what they're breaking and uh, see what they're getting into um, because, you know, they, they, they are, are prone to that. They have that sin nature. They're, they're, uh, they need to be watched over. That's why God gave them to us. We're, it's a gift to have children. It's a gift to have grandchildren. And... But it is a responsibility also that goes along with that. Um, some statistics. 70% of, of child sexual offenders have between one and nine victims. These people we were arresting, you saw in that video, these are not their first victims. This is not the first time they traveled to meet some child. Some of them told us that. No, this is not it. And uh, some of them tried to tell us it was, and we're like, yeah, we're not believing that. Um, their, their online profiles were too, too in-depth, too robust to, to prove out otherwise. Uh, it's, it's a, a scary thing for them to have more than one victim. 
We have uh, sex offenders in Marion County. Um, there's the sex offenders, if you're a convicted sex offender, these guys get arrested and, uh, and then they'll get released. And they have to register with the sheriff's office and, and you can pull, go up online and pull them up in your neighborhood and see where they live, where they are. There's certain restrictions applied to them. We have in Marion County, uh, 976 of them. So uh, are they out there yet? That's, that's the ones that have been captured. That's the ones that have served some time and, and, and have been prosecuted. Uh, is there more than that? You better believe. Some of these guys drove from other counties that were coming here to Marion County to meet children uh, in the afternoon thinking mom and dad's not home. They're showing up, we have them showing up at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, my parents aren't home, you can come at four. And uh, my parents won't be home till six, seven. Uh, and unfortunately in today's society, parents have to work. And sometimes kids have to be left at home. What are they left at home with? Are they left at home uh, like the little babies crawling towards all that hard candy? We've got to be careful. Um, I want to talk real quickly about uh, some video games. Yeah, there it is. This is what it used to be. When I grew up, you went down to Pizza Hut and man, you played some Pac-Man. <laughs> you know, was, and you spent all the quarters in your mom's purse and played Pac-Man. Nobody could beat my sister at it. She was the best there was. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was just simple and, and, and uh, maybe I still like Pac-Man. I don't know. But this is what they are now. And this is where we're kind of getting some of the gun violence. So if you have a child that you don't want to see some of this, it's gun violence. Um, this is it's interactive. You can be online on a video game and talk to people that you don't even know, not even in this state, not even in this country. They're just online. And you can talk to them. You see kids that have headphones and mouthpieces. They're talking. They're interacting. And, uh, and you can talk to each other. All kinds of things can be said there. It's wide open. Where do you think, if I'm a child sex predator, where do you think I'm, I'm hanging out? Where the kids are. That's where they're at. Uh, we don't... You don't really go into malls much and see too many video game rooms, you know, like they used to be. Um, it's, all, it's all right here online. Um, that game, that's, a, that's just a clip, a picture from a game called Grand Theft Auto. Great, great game. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. What do you do in Grand Theft Auto? You can drive around and you can stop at strip clubs and pick up prostitutes. This is a video game that's still, that you can buy at Walmart. Um, in this country, it, it, it's, it's wide open. We hope. We've got freedoms, you know, in this country. You, you can do that. It's freedom of expression, freedom to say, freedom of the press. Um, Australia, for being as liberal as Australia is, they banned the sale of this when it came out. And they had enough sense to say, this seems a little violent, you know. Driving around, you drive around and you, uh, you, can, you can pick up prostitutes. Young man can play that. He can, he can uh, point guns at people, rob stores. You, you go rob people. You, you steal their car. You try to run over as many people as you can. Kill as many cops as you can and get away with as much as you can. And uh, it's, it's just, uh, I don't know, the, the, and the language in there is, would make a drill sergeant blush. It's, it's, it's bad language. And, and when you pick up these prostitutes, they talk, they use the same terminology, a, same, a prostitute that you would expect a prostitute to say, that's, that would come out of her mouth, that's what they say on that video game for your child to, to see, to watch, to play, to hear. Um, that's, that's called Grand Theft Auto. We'll play a video now. You can, there's, there's modifications for this uh, for this game. This is a modification. Get this for a school shooting. You can get, get these things and you can say, hey, we can go do a school shooting. And this one does have audio. Uh, Brother Mark, you're going to play that video. And if it, if it'll play, listen to this child when he's talking. This is probably eighth or ninth grader. He calls himself school shooter. We're going to be school, shooting a school today. Got his buddy helping him. Alright, let's go. So he's approaching the school. Yeah. You're the one you're the one who said my you, you called me dumb. You called me dumb. If you get motion sick, I'm sorry. For the high lot. score of about thirty. Alright. So this He's trying to get thirty kills. Called me dumb. This kid called me stupid. This one called me stupid. This, this one called me, called me dumb. extra stupid. Alright, I got about three. I have the extra power, so you don't worry. Now the cops are showing up. Let me just kill this cop, and now I'm just gonna use the assault rifle the rest of the time. Listen to how calm and cool right, this that's, kid is. Um, ten on me. That's about like I think like, close to ten. Now he's counting right, how many so cops I have he's killed. Ten all together. So count yours. So that's um about sixteen already. Let's 
it's 11, 12, 13, oh wait, 13, 13, 14. Just wait. calm and cool. Counting the bodies. Calm and cool. Trying to get a high score. You get the kids on the ground. So far I've had 14. He tells his buddy, you get the kids on the ground. The people that are hiding. Alright, 24, whatever. I'm gonna get the cops. 20, 26. Oh no, this is bad. What? How do you get a child trained? How did Adolf Hitler get a child trained to kill 6 million Jews? You make you desensitize. You see some desensitizing right there. This kid is calm, cool, and collected, just counting bodies. And, uh, and just wicked. We're playing this next one, um, Dr. Mark. There's another, another school shooting mod. So in this one, you've got to kill the, the school security guard first because he's going to shoot back. So you kill him first. Now you go into your rampage and start killing people and, uh, and run. I, there's no sound on this one because there's, there's bad language. At the very end, you get to kill yourself. And then this flashes up. You recognize those two guys? Eric Harris, Dylan Klebold, that's the Columbine shooters. That's who they're, they're praising and worshiping. That's who they're, they're marketing this, this junk to kids. Um, yeah, we're going there Fortnite. You've got some Fortnite kids in here. Listen, I, I, uh, I worked as a school resource officer about, I don't know, about a couple months here, about a year and a half ago, just filling in. And these little kids are coming up to I mean, elementary school. They're, they're asking me, hey, you, you got Fortnite? I'm like, I didn't know what that was. I said, Fortnite is like an old English term for two weeks as far as, I said, these kids are really intelligent. And they said, no, 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 it's a video game. I don't know anything about it. I don't know. Um, but again, it, it's marketed to, to these kids. Fortnite, uh, the object of this game is you're a guy, you get, your, you get your gun. You can get all these cool uniforms. You can make out all these different costumes, a gingerbread man, um, whatever this guy is. He's like a big tomato. And he's really happy, funny uniforms. And there's all kind of crazy stuff, uh, unicorns and whatever else have you. Um, but the object of the game is there's a circle in closing in this battleground, and you've got to fight your way to the center, killing everybody that you can, all your opponents, uh, with, your, with your weapons, and try to be the last one standing. Kill as many people as you can. Um, that's it. But it's, how is that packaged? That's a candy wrapper right there. That's rat poison inside of a candy wrapper. Um, th this Grand Theft Auto that you were seeing with the, with the school shooting mods, if a child is, is leaning that way, if a child is of a deviant nature and he's going after, he's, he's having thoughts of being evil, wicked. What do you think something like that does? Does that encourage it? Does it discourage it? It just helps him. It helps him. The, uh, you know, the U.S. military um, uses some of the similar training, uh, video game training. We use it at the sheriff's office. We have this really cool thing where we, we have a big room, and it's a big screen, video screen, and it's like a shoot, don't shoot scenario, good guy, bad guy stuff. And, and the idea behind that training is to make sure you're ready to, to use your weapon to defend somebody in, in a proper manner at a split moment decision, in a split second decision. And it, we, we train deputies that way and, uh, because we, we don't want them getting hurt out there. We want them to, to, to function properly. And the military uses something similar. The military did studies and found that a lot of soldiers on a battlefield don't want to shoot somebody. You, it's natural, believe it or not, in us to not want to kill somebody. It's hard to shoot somebody and kill them. Um, and, and a lot of studies show that they were shooting over their heads in, in, in actual combat, not wanting to kill, hoping those guys would just go away. And so to combat that, the military brought in these kind of similar things, these video games, uh, training things, to, make, to desensitize their soldiers to say it's okay to kill in a combat situation. Um, they're using it, it's very effective for them. Um, this is uh, some of the, gun, the guns you can get. You get some colorful weapons in this Fortnite game, and you can go shoot it up, blow it up, whatever. Um, these kids know more about these guns than I knew my third year in the Army. They, they already have all this knowledge and stuff that I had to learn. Um, it's... Uh, you know, what are we doing? We, we uh, Genesis 3.1 <clears throat> says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? He throws that little, little shade of doubt in there. And that doesn't say the devil showed up as a serpent. The devil didn't show up as the most ferocious, the strongest, the biggest, meanest animal in the garden. The most subtle. That's how he shows. That's the first time we see him in the Bible. He shows up very subtle, and he's deceiving. He's, he's sprinkling in a little bit of, of lie there, and this, and this trying to cast some doubt into what the truth is. And this is what these these guys are doing with these these video games. Um, if you uh, 
I was looking at one of the, one of the producers of these video games is uh, called EA, Electronic Arts. Their stock is, uh, if you want to buy some of their stock, it's about $110 a share. Walmart is $116 a share. So if you think these video game guys are not making money on this, uh, it's, just, it's just a wrong attitude. They're making a fortune. Their stock is, is worth almost as much as Walmart stock. Verizon stock is like 54 bucks a share. So this is where they're at. This is one manufacturer uh, of these video games. Um, but we see the devil showing up subtle. He shows up there deceiving. Uh, sometimes he comes in hard and fast and mean in our lives. So many times, though, it's very subtle, very unexpected. Our guard is down. You know, we're, not, we're out there on fire watch with our hands in our pockets, looking down at our feet, and we're not, we're not thinking about what we're supposed to be doing, and we're not, we're not prepared for anything. Um, that's when he's going to sneak up. Uh, that's when he's going to come and get us. Um, skip down a few verses to, to, in Genesis 3, verse 6. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. They had already clicked agree on the apple agreement, um, terms and conditions. But it was, good, it was good food. It was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes. These are good things. Um, you know, if it's a tree to be, to be desired. And we talked about starting out here, the Internet, it's, it can be used for good. We use it here for good in church. Uh, the, the gospel goes around the world through the Internet. Uh, that's a good thing. And we talked about the knife. The knife can be used for good things. It can be used for evil. And if we're just looking at it on the surface, we're just looking at, oh, this is a colorful game. It's Fortnite. Look, the guy's dressed up like a giant pizza. It looks, it looks innocent enough. It looks simple. It looks innocent enough. This is just a chat app. They're just chatting with their other friends at school, keeping up. Um, in case one of them missed their homework, they're not doing that. <laughs> they don't care about their homework. They're not doing that. That's not what it's for. It's very subtle, and it's disguised, and it's deceitful. Um, evil men shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That verse was true when it was written. It's true through the end of time. Um, it's not going to change. Um, click forward here. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. What do you think happens to a young man playing a video game where the goal of the game is to kill as many people as you can kill, run over as many cops as you can, count the cops that you kill, even go do a school shooting on a modification if you want to, uh, pick up women, prostitutes. And, oh, and I didn't mention this. You get extra credit if you kill the prostitute and take your money back. That's extra credit in that game. Where do you think, what kind of manners is a young man going to have when he gets, how is he going to treat a lady when he gets grown up? Uh, this, this verse is another one. It, it just, it's just, it screams at this. This verse is screaming at what's going on right now with these video games, these social media apps. And, and tonight we are just truly, truly scratching the surface on this. And you're getting the, the G to PG version of it. There, there is, it, there is just so much worse out there. What are we going to do? Um, how do we fight it, you say? Well, one, we start by knowing that we need to, knowing that we are a soldier in God's army, and we get put on watch. Every soldier has to go on watch at some point, and the stakes are very high. Um, if we mess up, if we slip up, it, it could mean the life of our children, the life of our grandchildren. Um, how do we do that? Limit the access to the, to the Internet? Absolutely. How do you limit that? Uh, Internet should not be accessed in a kid's bedroom. Just don't do that. Um, if there's Internet access in your house, hey, out in the open. Out here, if you've got an iPad or something like, along those lines, out in the open where we're all sitting, where we're all at. You don't need to be by yourself, hidden away. Um, you know, supervised, supervised and limited access. Uh, believe it or not, whatever, despite what a child tells you, they do not need the Internet or their smartphone 100% of the time. <laughs> they, they think they do. And, and people think we do. There, listen, there was a Harvard study. Uh, Harvard University did a study that talked about uh, it's, it's a dopamine reward system. And our bodies produce a, a substance called dopamine, and it's, it's kind of a reward. We do something good. We do, some, uh, do an action, and something good happens from that action. Then our, we get a little, a little chemical in our brain that, that is called dopamine that gives us a good feeling, and we say, okay, I might do that again. You know, I, I, uh, it's Valentine's week. You bought your girlfriend, your wife, a, a box of candy. And she loved you for that, and she gave you a big old hug. That's a reward. I say, hey, you say, I should probably do that again next year. I should probably get another box of candy. That's a good idea. It's, it's kind of that, that idea. And when you see people, when you go out, out shopping, I see it all the time. I know you guys do. They're walking out of public like this, on the phone. 
Like, you know, years ago, if I was a brain surgeon, maybe I needed my phone like this all the time. Because um, somebody could call me. It could be a huge emergency. i got to get down here and, and fix somebody's brain. Um, I'm a brain surgeon. But nowadays, everybody's got it. Kids. And, and it's, it's truly, truly, whether you, you believe it or not, it's, it's an addiction. If you don't think it is, try to put it down for a while. It, it, it's hard because you get, uh, and with social media, it's very big. The, the Harvard study uh, looked specifically at social media. And what that is, social media, if you don't have it, you put out a post, a picture, you, you write something. Hey, we, we had a good lunch today with some friends, and here's a picture of us. Um, and then it go back, people can like your photo. They can comment back on your photo. Hey, it looks great. Where did y'all eat? Um, and and when, you look, when you pick that up and look back at it, you're like, that's that dopamine going, hey, I got a reaction. Something good. I got a reaction. I got a reaction. And it becomes very addictive. Kids will look at that continually. Um, OCA has a fantastic rule that came up with this year. None of these in a classroom. I love it because you're there, you're there to learn. This is not going to teach you any. It's going to teach you something. It's not going to teach you what you need to be learning. Um, but there's studies that back all this up. Your child does not need that. Your child is missing out on so much. We, while I lived in Alabama, we, we were there for the, uh, unfortunately, for the, during time where they had a really, really bad tornadoes come through there. And uh, there was, I think, over 100-something people that got killed during all this, and, and it was uh, pretty destructive. Tore out power lines coming out of the nuclear plant near where we lived. And so power was out. And I talked to one man in my church up there. He said, he said Paul is an older guy. He said, I've seen something this week I haven't seen in 50 years. I said, well, what was that, the tornadoes? He said, no. He said, I saw people sitting on their porches, talking to their neighbors and kids playing in the yard because they didn't have any, there was no electronics. And uh, we had radios. I was sitting listening to a little radio trying to find out what was happening. And what, is, what, are, what are we missing in this world by this, this dopamine-driven uh, you know, uh, addiction? Uh, it's, it's there. So they, don't, they don't need it. Supervised access, how are you going to fight that? There's smartphone tracking apps. So if you, have a, you're, you give your child a smartphone, get a tracking app. Some like, and I can't recommend any products, uh, but I'd say there, there's a lot of them out there. Um, there's one I use called Life360. It shows where you're at, where your phone's at all the time. They show how fast your kid drives if they're driving. Um, they can't get away with it. Uh, but it, there's some good tracking apps. So you know where they're at all the time. And... It, and I understand people want to do that. We're, we're a society now where it's very busy and, and kids are coming and going. I would say get some of those. If you're going to give them a smartphone, get some of those. Another option is no smartphone. I know. It's uh, like 10 kids just got up and walked out just now. But, uh, hey, no smartphone. Um, a flip phone, you can make a phone call on a flip phone. I'll tell you the kind of phone I had when I was growing up. If something happened, I had to find a pay phone. Dig around, look for a quarter under the seat, and uh, try to make a phone call. Uh, it's, we got by without that somehow. And I understand it's, it's, it's a different world and it's a more dangerous world and, and we want our kids to have contact with us if they're away from us. And it's just a necessary thing of life sometimes. But they can also call us. Um, there's a way to do that. Um, random inspections on your phone. And I, I know I'm referring to the military a lot, but they, they made a big impression on me. <laughs> they, were, they were really mean. But they, uh, they did everything for a reason. We'd have random inspections. They would come in there and just start tearing stuff apart. They, again, they hated the clothes that I brought. They hated the hair that I came with. And they hated the way I decorated my wall locker sometimes because the drill sergeant would come in there and dump everything out. But they'd do random inspections. And there were certain things you were allowed to have, certain things you were not allowed to have. You have the power. As a parent, you have that power. You are more powerful than a drill sergeant, believe it or not. You can come in there and give me the phone. Random inspection. I can see and do that. Surprise inspections from time to time. Uh, we do it in the jail for prisoners because prisoners are trying to sneak stuff into jail all the time. Uh, surprise inspection is the best way to catch people. Catch your kid in surprise inspection. Is there somebody chatting with that you don't know? Is there somebody there? Is there, is there an app on that phone that you did not authorize? There's a way to, uh, for purchasing apps on your phone. You need to have a passcode for that. You need to know the passcode for your child's phone. Uh, you, you need to know if they purchased something to put on there, if they're, who they're talking to. You can go back and look at all those, those things, and I encourage you to do that. Um, it's, it's vigilance, and when you think of it, being in a war, and, and being, um, being in combat, you know you're, you're, you have a job to do. This again, that lion wakes up hungry every day. He's coming after your child. He's coming after him. There's no way I can I can stress that to you any 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 more seriously, any, any deeply, any more deeply. It's it's going to happen, and our job is to be on on guard. Our job is to is to trust. What God put in his word. God said, evil men are waxing worse and worse. Um, 
He's given us a responsibility as, as parents, as just adults, uh, to watch out, to, to combat that. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities and powers. Um, so my challenge tonight, I would say, commit yourself. Commit, make a commitment to your family. It's, it's hard for me to commit to somebody else. Somebody says, hey, this is why I don't have a pickup truck anymore. Can you come over and help me move Friday? You got a pickup truck? Um, sometimes some things are hard to commit to other people and say, hey, man, I'd love to come over and, and I'd love to come help you do this or that or whatever. It's a little more difficult to commit. It's easy. If my wife says, hey, you take me to dinner over here Friday night? Sure. Sounds like fun. It's easy to commit to my family because I love my family, right? And, and it's an easy commitment. My challenge is make that commitment to your family, to, to your children, to your grandchildren. Um, you have kids in your neighborhood. Somebody you know, maybe you know a single mother that is struggling to raise some kids because it's a struggle uh, with two parents. It's even more of a struggle if it's just a one-parent home. Um, make that commitment to them. Say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to help you as much as I can. I, I, wanna, I want you to succeed in life. You know, I tell my children all, that all the time. My, any discipline I do is because I want to make them into what they need to be, into something good. And uh, my challenge tonight would be to commit to that. Know these truths. Know that uh, we need to be on watch. And so I'd say come up, uh, give that to God and say, God, I don't know how to fight this. Listen, it changes all the time, too. Um, these bad guys know our tactics, and we, by the time we learn their stuff, they change it a little bit. And the kids are on the cutting edge of this stuff. They know what is out there. They know it. You won't know. You, you'll be six months behind if you're good. If you're not that good, you're like most parents, you're a year or two behind on, on stuff. Um, but these kids are on the cutting edge of it because they hear from their other friends. And you don't know what, this, what rules this kid has in his house versus the rules in your house. Um, but they're on the cutting edge of it. We're not going to be out in front of it ever. Um, listen, some, somewhere along the line, the police invented radar so we could check your speed. And then some smart aleck invented a radar detector. <laughs> so we had to you know, keep up in the game. They're going to keep doing that. The devil's going to keep attacking. His attack is going to be how? Subtle. It's going to be subtle. You're not looking for it when you're not expecting it. The Bible describes in the very first book of the Bible as subtle. And sin came into the world because of that, that subtlety. I ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes.